back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 4, Episode 3, I Heart NJ, or I Heart New Jersey. And here's my heart, Jen. Oh, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Well, we're going to have some tricky times podcasting off the transcripts that we printed out because it seems as though somebody, instead of just recording and translating into text what they were saying on the show, someone seemed to rewrite the whole thing in different sentences that say the same thing for the most part. And sometimes not even. I, I'm wondering if somehow this... Was translated into another language and then translated back into English. Yeah. That's what it seems like. So... Probably not going to have a ton of quotes <laughs> this episode, but yeah, we'll have general synopsis. We will not be quoting warmly from the show, but we'll try and get it as close as we can. I only have two things before we get started. One is I want to make a correction from last week's podcast. We were talking about when Robin auditions for Coin Flip Bimbo. Mm-hmm. And then we are, we're also referencing the two guys we thought were really funny that she was auditioning for. That was a different kind of audition. So when the two guys who were really oh, funny are right. auditioning her, like that was a lottery, yeah, the, the number caller for the lottery. Hell yeah. What, I guess we should have figured that out because I think the quote we used was like, why isn't she excited about the seven? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes we podcast after a long day of work and our brains aren't 100% there. I'd say most days. <laughs> the only other thing that I wanted to mention was, you know, I get these Google alerts on everything, How I Met Your Mother, and pretty much for the last week, everything's been all about How I Met Your Father. Okay. And there's nothing interesting that's come out about it, but they have teased us with the idea that it is going to tie into the old show, but oh. they won't say how. Interesting. I wonder if it'll be just like a real loose, like, oh, they live in the same building as somebody or. No, I think it's more likely a relative of somebody in the old cast, like Barney's daughter or something. But I guess we'll wait and see. So would would it be set in the future then if it's supposed to be his daughter? You mean more future than now? Yeah, I mean. Good question. Would yeah, this daughter be like, what? Well, I'm just throwing daughter out there. I oh, don't okay. know that that's what it's going to be. They haven't written anything like that. Okay. What are your thoughts on Hillary Duff? Um, I don't know that I have an opinion. I, I don't either. I, I'm not excited about Hillary Duff. I've never yeah, seen her in anything. I'm pretty sure I saw like Cinderella story when I was in high school, and that's my only frame of reference. I think I've only seen her sister in Napoleon Dynamite. What's her name? <laughs> Haley? Could be. But they still don't have a date. I think they're saying maybe early next year. Okay. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. What are your thoughts on I Heart NJ? I did not really enjoy it that much. There was, I think it had a, I hate to steal from the title, I think it had some heart to it. (laughs) And there were some good jokes in it. There was a lot of bad jokes. There weren't any great jokes. Yeah, I think I may have chuckled once or twice. Like, it's... Yeah, partially annoyed at the transcript, but yeah, it wasn't a strong episode, regardless. Nothing surprised me. The only thing that I didn't remember from this was Barney having to keep the fist up the whole time, which was kind of a nice surprise. I liked that I thought that worked plot point. after a while. All right, well, let's go ahead and begin. We start off at McLaren's. 
It's the fall of 2008, and Ted's going to describe a problem he has whereby he's back and forth on the train between New Jersey and Manhattan so much that he's not really getting any quality time on either end. Right. So he's going to New Jersey to hang out with Stella, and then he kind of has to split his time. So he's like with his friends for a little bit, then he has to bail, go to New Jersey, but then usually by the time he gets there, something's already had. Like Stella fell asleep, or they started dinner without him, so he's, yeah... He's not able to fully appreciate either side of his life right now. Yeah, and Ted employs the, oh, man, every time he misses something, (laughs) which is a precursor to the Blitz. Mm -hmm. And the Blitz says it for the very same reasons. He's always missing something. Right. There is a bit about Barney getting ready to pick up a lesbian, disguised as a lesbian. Now, put a pin in this because later on they're going to reshow this scene. Uh, later, I think at the very end of the season. Oh, really? With the other bartender, Doug, standing behind them as they're talking about this and uh, Barney's getting ready. Okay. So they superimpose. <laughs> right, Doug into a bunch of scenes. Yeah, and this is one of them, them. So I always kind of look out for, like, oh, yeah, he wasn't in this. That's funny. But keep an eye on that one. I forget what that one's called The Fight or something like that. Okay. Now, it doesn't seem to me like Barney's trying to play a lesbian here as much as a serial killer of some sort. Yeah, it's it's not very convincing. No, he's, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't know, did, was he successful? I don't think he was. He wasn't. I mean, maybe if he had, you know, like, cami- camo pants and a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be a little better than a horrible... House dress of some sort, and I'm not quite sure what he was going for. I think it was a a blouse. (laughs) It wasn't a dress, though, but then, yeah, a headband and some glasses. It did, yeah. There was not convincing. Yeah, he didn't fall into any good lesbian category that I'm aware of. No, I don't, yeah, were things that different in 2008? Hard to say. (laughs) No. I, I don't know. You you watch the L word. What was was the lesbian (laughs) community like back then? Um, Well, I'm only on. Season one, which is 2004, nobody is dressing like this, so right. unless fashion drastically a of, changes. A lot of sleeveless shirts, right? <laughs> um, not as many as you seem to think there are. <laughs> okay, so he's back and forth on the train, so much that he gets to know the some train dweller on rollerblades named Matisse. Mm-hmm. I do like Matisse. Yeah, Matisse comes back. Does he? Well, later this oh, episode. Oh, later, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, Matisse is underused still. In this episode, I could have used one more Matisse scene. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about Matisse. Does he ever leave the, metro, the subway? <laughs> he just seems to go back and forth on rollerblades. Maybe he's constantly got to go between New Jersey and New York for some reason. One of the times Ted arrives at the bar, Marshall calls him Theodore and Barney calls him T. Diddy. But at this point, they're finding out that Robin believes that she has been given the national anchor job, which I assume is for the same network that she's already with. And she's just at a local station for that one network right now, is my assumption. And they already finished the champagne for celebration. We get another oh man from Ted. He's mad. He misses out on everything. He's complaining about this. Oh, we we get a couple scenes of him coming too late, as you mentioned, back Mm -hmm. to New Jersey. And how good does Stella look in her black lingerie (laughs) on the couch? She was very strategically positioned Mm -hmm. to look very nice in that shot. Yes. Poor Ted missed out. I'm sure he could have rallied her. Probably. He sees Lu- he calls Lucy G. What up, G? Thought that was an interesting introduction. Hmm. 
Stella suggests as a solution that he invites his friends to go there, and he thinks it's a great idea. We get an immediate cut to the bar. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, no one wants to go to New Jersey. We get our first really bad line from Barney, which is he no longer has his gold medallions. He sold them when they were out of date 400 years ago. That's a really poorly constructed joke, even within the confines of the show. Right. Yeah, it was a weird, a weird take. Lily's born and raised a uh, New Yorker, or as the transcript says, she's a New Yorker pure juice. <laughs> yeah, this transcript is, is rough. She's programmed to despise and hate New Jersey. And points out that Ted hates New Jersey more than any of them. And we get a montage of Ted hating New Jersey, (laughs) which includes him actually saying, there's nothing I hate more than New Jersey. Him wearing a T-shirt that, you know, has a crossed out New Jersey on the front in a circle. And I hate New Jersey on the back. I think that's a little dangerous to wear around New York. There there are still a lot of people from Jersey that walk around New York and and might take that personally. I don't know that I understand Ted's hatred for New Jersey, especially, like, as an outsider. (laughs) He's not from New York. I think people that live in a city get really pretentious about bridge and tunnel folk that come in just to hang out or to to work and kind of clog up the city. And it's a ridiculous complaint to make, but I remember living in D.C. and some of the folks that lived in D.C. that we were friends with would complain the same thing about the Maryland and Virginia people. (gasps) Oh, no, and now we're Maryland people. We're bridge and tunnel, yeah. In fact, I think I see us later in this episode. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, we don't belong to Costco. Uh, it's Priceco. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> he also refers to dropping a massive New Jersey, which uh, I think the first time I heard that, I laughed pretty hard. But <laughs> I have no problem with New Jersey, by the way. So uh, we should have maybe had a trigger warning early on <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah, I don't know if we have a lot of New Jersey listeners, but we like New Jersey. I like... Atlantic City, I like Jersey. I've been to Jersey Shore a couple times. That's where we went on our one-year dating anniversary. Atlantic City. Yeah. That was actually my birthday. It was your birthday. Yeah. It was a combination birthday slash anniversary trip. We've mentioned that on this. Have we? Yeah, because <laughs> they did a couple, or one episode in, in uh, Atlantic Oh, in City. Atlantic City, that's right. So Ted mentions that, well, he just has to go to New Jersey for a little longer, and then once... Lucy and Stella move in with him, he'll never go there again. Unless he wants to go to a Giants game or he has to get rid of a body. And so Lily immediately assumes that Ted's going to murder her for some reason and tells him that, you know, if you murder me and bury me in New Jersey, I'll haunt you forever. So Ted asks, what if he murders her and buries her somewhere else? And And she says... And she's fine with that. I'm sure you had your reasons. Yeah. (laughs) We then... Do a cut to Robin on the news. It's almost like it's the beginning of another episode in a way because Ted's introducing as the narrator, your Aunt Robin was tired of this job, tired of lousy production. So we get Robin behind the desk, the news desk, and as she's saying goodnight, she's saying, you know, Metro News 1 and the M falls off and Metro News 1 to 11. And then one of the ones falls off, and then she says, and again at 1 a.m. Now, I argued, and I'm not sure if you agreed with this, that this looked computer-generated. It did not look like the letters on the were real on the front desk and that were falling off. I think it was just computer 
enhance. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell either way. One of her biggest complaints is that they make her read a lot of stupid puns. So she's talking about four workers that are electrocuted when a subway train derailed. And she says, stay tuned for the shocking derails, set of details. And then she's like, Joel, people died. And then Joel's her you know, station executive. And you see, they cut to Joel, and he's, he's really tickled with himself. He kind of like shrugs, like, ah. <laughs> he's just a rascal. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but they do a flash of her, like, yeah, she doesn't like the stupid stories that she has to talk about. One of them is about the cutest dog contest or something, and they flash a picture of one of the dogs from the murder train montage. No, I didn't recognize that that dog was from the murder train montage, but that's a nice callback if that's what it was. So, nice to see that doggy got adopted and is now potentially the, the best dog. In- so now that she's a national anchor, she's giving her goodbye speech. And she says something to the effect of, tonight will be my last broadcast. I came to Metro News 1 as a little caterpillar. And for four years, this desk was my cocoon. But tonight I emerged an ambitious butterfly. And Marshall's confused, thinks this is a horrible speech. She said, did she have a stroke? Ted's like, yeah, stroke a genius. This speech is really good. Very quickly becomes clear <laughs> that Ted wrote this speech as he's mouthing it along with her. Right. He let, lets Lily know that it's a version of one he did when he left the swim team. Even though he was only a towel boy. <laughs> but no, I really like this because every time Ted tries to get high-minded on a speech... It it's always ends up in comedy. Miserable. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, right. It right, yeah, it's works. funny. But he thinks it's great, and everybody else thinks it's awful. They're at Stella's, and they cross, Ted, the narrator says, they crossed the river to experience that crazy nightlife of New Jersey. Except the babysitter canceled, and they have to stay at Stella's house. They all look pretty depressed by this news. Stella tries to rally them. There's games, there's movies, there's beer in the garage. I kind of like the way she says, and I think there's some beer in the garage. She's like, she's acting like such a mom. It's as if she's (laughs) saying there's Sunny D in the fridge. (laughs) She's very cute in this episode, I think. Is orange juice okay? No. Marshall's complaining as she leaves the room that this is pathetic. They should be in a bar. He knows it's depressing and tragic, but it's a fact. And... We get some recall on the lesbian attempt from Barney and a bad no snakes on that plane joke from Marshall. In fact, the only reason Barney brought that up is they could do the no snakes on that plane joke. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's trying to land. The lesbian, yeah. yeah. It, it, none of it works. But Ted's like, come on, guys. What's important is that we're together. That's what really matters. And you, see, you feel like it's going to be a heartfelt moment. But then Lily... Tries to encourage them to go get on the next train. Yeah, they can be at McLaren's by 11. But Lily needs to wash the New Jersey stink off of her. And Stella's standing behind them as she says this. Stella's actually pretty cool about all this. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, that, that was pretty insulting. Yeah. That she has to wash New Jersey off of her. Right. I'd be pretty mad if someone said that about Maryland, if, if they need to get back down to D.C. Well, that's because Maryland's awesome. I'm sure that New Jersey-ishians, <laughs> New Jersey-ians feel the same way. New Jerseyans? If you're from New Jersey, what do you call yourselves? Well, that, there's a couple here that gives us some indication of that. We'll get, we'll get to them. Oh, okay. Stella is cool. She says, I understand you're New Yorkers, you need a bar. 
but they could go to the coolest bar in the state, which is so close that it'll blow their mind. And then they go down to the basement, and Stella goes, bang, goes the dynamite. The coolest bar in New Jersey. <laughs> Lily snarkily remarks it probably is. I like as she's saying that they're going to go to the coolest bar in New Jersey. It'll blow their minds. If you cut to Ted's face there, he's got the face of get ready to have your mind blown. Like he's really <laughs> overplaying this with his face. It's really he does some great face acting, face comedic acting in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's one of the highlights of this episode. And did you already say Lily's line? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably is. That's a really good subtle line. <laughs> but Dad is trying to build it up. You know, we have darts. We have half a ping pong table. There's a fish bowl, which leads Barty to make some sort of joke about... His two favorite kind of fish. Pilot... I'm sorry. Um, Sucker fish and blowfish. Right. Sorry, I didn't get the... <laughs> fix the transcript here, which said pilot fish. And then holds out his fist to be bumped, and then this becomes a thing. No one will bump his fist for that, so he's going to hold that up all night. He really takes a stand here. Yeah, this is a completely self-inflicted wound. (laughs) Right. He gives a little speech about it, too. He shall not rest until they give him the respect of another person's knuckles tapping against his in a light but decisive manner. No one will do it. Stella kind of looks to... Ted for direction, he shakes his head no, and she says sorry. They're going to play Scrabble. We get another bad joke about a dog swallowing the X tile by Barney. And then the doorbell rings. Robin's there. Well, right before that, she talks about you know, the, the letter X had made its way through a former dog, and so she kind of mentions to Ted, like, oh, when you move here, we should talk about getting a dog. Right, that's the And then the, the doorbell rings, and she leaves, and so right. everybody's kind of stunned. Yeah, she says, when you, come, when you move in, and it's like, bop, bop, bum. When I what, says Ted, then the doorbell rings. So when they go get to, she goes to get the door, everyone asks Ted, I thought they were moving in with you. That's what Ted thought. They talked about it, and so we get a flashback of them actually talking about it. And so Ted mentions that, you know, after we get married, you and Lucy can move into, into here with me. They're at his apartment. And yeah. Stella... <laughs> yeah, Ted doesn't seem to get the sarcasm <laughs> right. of this. Yeah, Stella's response makes it clear to us that that's not a possibility. Yeah, Lucy could play on the fire escape, be friends with the guy who sleeps on the couch in the alley... Todd's like nodding along with all of this. (laughs) Right. Ride our bike up and down Broadway. Great idea, Ted. And Ted's face is like... Looks so self-satisfied. All right. We're on the same page. (laughs) I nailed it. (laughs) He doesn't understand why they would want to live in New Jersey when they could live in Manhattan. Um, He has rent control, which is half the reason he thought she was going to marry him. Robin enters... I like how Barty tries to surreptitiously get her to give him a mm-hmm. fist bump, and he kind of turns it over his shoulder and says, bump the barnacle. But Stella already gave her the heads up, so <laughs> Robin... Yeah, they don't have a lot going on this evening. No. That this. So they want to know how her first day was. It was not her first day on the job. She didn't actually get the job. She only got an audition for the job. They want to know how that happened, so we get the flashback of Robin on the phone, I guess with, like, the station, one of the station executives... Or her agent. I'm not the sure The closed caption said agent. Okay. 
So her agent, she's in a, I guess, maybe McLaren's bathroom? Probably. And he says, you got it. And then she puts the phone down, celebrates, does a very busy dance. I saw the running man in there, the ride that pony action while she's slapping her hip. Yeah, it's very meanwhile, long considering this is you know a call about her career. Yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> the guy's trying to make clear that it's just an audition. He does don't not want have there to the be job. <laughs> I don't want there to be any confusion. It's only an audition. She never hears any of this. So she wants to call the station to get her and Joel to get her job back. And they all discourage her. Lily reminds her of what they make what they made her call Hurricane Hector when it was pouring Cats and dogs. Cats and dogs. Robin says, furricane. And Marshall comes out with a joke, hey, Ted, rock me like a furricane. And they bump fists, making Barney jealous or angry. Yeah, and they had to have solely done that just to mess with him. Yeah, it wasn't a good joke either. So They're trying to convince Robin, like, she doesn't need to go back to her job. She can do better. She can find something else. But she's starting to panic. Yeah, she said the other women there at the... Audition were more experienced, more ethnic. There's a black girl with blue eyes. She can't beat that. Barney agrees. And then Barney actually comes back with a pretty interesting monologue about the women (laughs) he slept with in the city that say they'll never speak to him again. And then sometimes when he calls them, they do come back to him. And then after sleeping with him again, they have this hate them this look of hate for themselves. And he doesn't want Robin to have that look. Stella busts in, or, you know, Robin says she won't call. Stella busts in, says, don't drink the beer. I'm surprised they're not already drinking the beer. They've been down there for quite a bit. I would have been drinking the beer by now. Yeah, that somebody was drinking the beer. Maybe not. She bought it when she became pregnant with Lucy She's asking Ted to go to Priceco, which I guess is code for Costco, and get him, well, he's there, he might as well get himself a card. He'll be there all the time. So for those of you who don't know or don't belong to Costco, you actually have to be a member, and you get a card, and you pay, I think, an annual membership for it, but then you get really good discounts on the, all the goods they have. But it also comes in very big portions. Yeah, have we lived in the Burbs for eight years and we never joined Costco? There's never been one close to us. Like, if there is one mm. within even 10 miles, I feel like there's not one within 10 miles of us. And so, and plus you order everything on Amazon <laughs> anyways. That's so. true. Ted and Marshall are at Priceco. And Ted's still complaining about not being able to live in New Jersey. Marshall's starting to come around a little bit. He talks about how he could get a sit-down sit lawnmower with a cup holder or a Kleiner with a cup holder, a hammock with a cup holder. <laughs> you never have to hold a cup when you live in New Jersey. Ted has a good comeback. I don't think I have as big a problem as you do holding cups. <laughs> we cut back to Stella's. Barney offers Lily money to fist bump him. He gets up to 10000 and we get no response from Lily like, will you really give me $10,000? <laughs> right. Because he might have. He might have. Yeah, I wonder if they're sick of Barney trying to solve his problems with throwing money at the issue. But I'm sure Lily could use that $10,000 with Marshall being out of work for so long. Marshall thinks that even though he moves to New Jersey, he'll still be in New York all the time. They find a couple 
Oh, in the meantime, I also want to mention that for some reason Marshall's holding a plate of what looks like meatballs with toothpicks. Oh, really? I don't think I noticed and that. Ted's holding a giant bag of lemons. I don't remember that being in the instructions. Maybe they're going to get a beer that tastes good with a lemon in it. <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. That's funny. And they run into this couple, and Ted and Marshall want to test this theory of Marshall's that they'll be in this, he'll be in the city all the time. Now, Stella does work in the city, and I believe mm-hmm. he does too, so at least they'll be there for work. But Yeah, that's true. they got to get back for Lucy. Ted asks the couple if they live in New Jersey. Um, they do. Or he just assumes that they... Somehow Ted figures out that they moved there from Manhattan. He just yeah. seems to know, and they agree, yes, we did. And he asks them, do they ever go back into Manhattan? They say, all the time. When was the last time? They dined at O'Rourke's. Ted points out it's been closed for six years. And the woman says, oh, that's funny. We don't miss it at all. Now, that's kind of us in D.C. We've been out of D.C. for seven years now. <laughs> right. I did actually go two nights ago, but that was, you know, I think really the first time since COVID that I've mm-hmm. gone out and gone and hung out downtown. And the last time you and I went together as a couple has to have been two years maybe. Yeah, I can't even remember what we would have done. Because even when we get a babysitter, we usually like just go to one of the bigger towns right near us, like Bethesda. Right. Yeah. Or there's there's some town centers near us where there's a lot of you know restaurants and bars in the same area and a movie theater. And we're not that far. We're like 30 to 45 minutes out of D.C., depending on the time of day and where we want to go. So we're not far, but... Yeah, especially now with COVID. Like, I used to work in the city every day. Yeah, pre-COVID, we both worked in the city. Well, I, not me after I changed jobs, but for the last seven years, most of it's mm-hmm. been us working in the city. But that's different than, yeah, going out, <laughs> coming back home or, yeah, going out and into the nightlife of the city. So, yeah, we definitely feel these ex-Manhattan, new New Jersey people. Yeah, and I don't miss it. Not usually. I miss it a little bit, but not enough to <laughs> want to make the effort to go there a lot. The male, the husband of the couple calls them New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans. New Jerseyans? New Jerseyans. <laughs> I'm having trouble saying it, but it that's what we're trying to get to. And then they notice that there's dog T-shirts, and next thing we do see is a cut over to Marshall, who's trying to help them choose between Beagle or Boston Terrier. So Marshall's really starting to come come along on New Jersey, or at least he really likes Prisco. Could be, no, because we find out in a little bit that's <laughs> no, <I> Jersey. <laughs> but as of now, we get back to Stella's. Barney's starting to get tears in his eyes from the pain. They realize Robin's gone and realize she is on the phone trying to get her job back. Joel offers it back to her if she can get back within 30 minutes. Otherwise, they're, I guess he looks like an intern. Brian's going on. Brian's scared. <laughs> right. I like how Joel calls her Madam Butterfly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good callback. He also says something. She said she's sorry for saying all that stuff. He says something to the effect of, you can stick your sorries in your sock drawer, which is, I wonder if it comes from the same... Yeah, I wonder if that comes from the same origin of Susan on Seinfeld saying, you can stick your sorries in a sack, mister. (laughs) That's what it made me think of, too. Barney tries once again to get her not to leave, to go 
get her job back, and he's still trying to get a fist bump out of her. But she said she's going to bet on herself, like he's encouraging her to, and she's betting that she can get there by 11 in time to get on the news. So she's gets out front, and she takes what I guess is Lucy's bike. Presumably. From the porch, and we get a note that it's 1031. So she's got 29 minutes. Ted and Marshall are back. They got a 144-pack of beer. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that if she had a six-pack sitting in her fridge for 10 years, that 144-pack's not going to go anywhere. I mean, maybe that's the smallest size they sold it in. Maybe later seasons, Tony ends up drinking it all. <laughs> maybe. Sal asks him if he registered for a card. He said no. She wants to know why. And Ted said that he does not want to live in New Jersey. Yeah, he doesn't understand why they won't just move to New York with him. Stella gives some good reasons. Her daughter goes to school there. Her daughter's friends are there. They've lived there all their life. Stella's whole family's there. That's her house. She's in the PTA. And as of June 1st, she's the deputy mayor of the town they live in. (laughs) Is this the first Ted's hearing of this? Well, I didn't know what color her eyes were recently, so... (laughs) So she didn't it's not tell that much of a shock. Her campaign. But and Ted, I like Ted's. Yes, but my apartment's close to the subway. <laughs> Stella's not having this, even a little bit. Yeah, she's not moving. End of discussion. And rightfully so. She's not going to uproot her daughter. Yeah, and Ted's a pretty big... I mean, he doesn't have kids, so I, I can see why he wouldn't get there mentally. To, yeah, you would think Ted would have a little bit of knowledge of, like, okay, you don't necessarily want to uproot a kid, plop them into the middle of a city, into a tiny apartment. Yeah, he probably thinks he's saving them from New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. It, for somebody who has, yeah, these aspirations of marriage and fatherhood, he's really striking out here. Stella's going to argue that New Jersey's actually better than New York, and this this gets a pretty good back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good debate, and it's fairly funny. I like Ted's comeback. He can't even finish any of his sentences. He's so inflamed. He just starts listing off. Better than you think. The Empire State, but H&H, but the Center Link, Zabar's, Papaya King. Uh, Stella's counters that New York's full of crazy, mean people. That one old woman called her a bitch and threw a cat in her face. <laughs> What's worse, that happening to her or Liz Lemon getting her mouth spit in by a homeless guy? And oh, my Dirty God, Rock. it's not even close. It's obviously Liz Lemon getting spit in her mouth. I was there. It's Liz Lemon getting spit in her mouth. Trust me. <laughs> it's fake baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's not even close. That happened on 86 in Lexington, right in front of Papaya King. She says the people of New Jersey are nice, and it's a kind place where you know your neighbors. Ted says he knows his neighbors, like Clax Pa. (laughs) Clax Lily corrects him. It's Paxton. I like Ted's. I love that dude. That's like us. Like, we we know our neighbors. Do we know their names? Half of them. We get cut back, cuts back to Robin trying to get to Manhattan, getting back to the the broadcasting station. 
Now she's on the train trying to ride the bike from the back to the front, I guess, so she can get off first. That's what she's trying to do. <laughs> almost, yeah, she says she wants to get to the front so she can get out first and almost runs over Matisse. Poor Matisse. Don't run over Matisse. So Lily's obviously on the side of New York. New York has Broadway. End of story. I like Barney's continued attempts to get a fist bump as he tries to support everything everyone's saying. <laughs> right. So she says, Broadway. Barney's like, knuckle up for safety and tries to fist bump her. Stella counters Atlantic City. Barney again, you cannot beat the AC. Nobody needs to know. Ted says, Greenwich Village. Stella says, Jersey Shore. Lily says, Woody Allen. <laughs> like, I like Barnacle, Barney. I like Barney's support of her Woody Allen argument. Oscar-winning chronicler of urban neuroses. Bump it. <laughs> Woody's at, is Woody Allen... I don't, I don't think he's as bad a mention these days as... Bill Cosby, but I, I feel like... He's still up there. Yeah. I feel like we're not going to hear a lot of references to him anymore in a you. argument for how great New York is. And we're going to get a whole episode about Woody oh, Allen. yeah. That's right. I think like season seven, maybe. Yeah, later than it should have been, probably. Stella brings up Springsteen. Ted brings up Sinatra. He is from Hoboken, but he doesn't sing about New Jersey at all. Right. So Ted points out, yeah, he's not singing Sakakis Sakakis. Do we have to explain <laughs> what he's referencing? Well, he's, I guess he's referencing New York, New York. Right. Secaucus is a, a town in New Jersey. He does sing about Chicago, though. Does he? Yeah, I think he just did that to please the gangsters that he was friends with in Chicago. But let's not go down that road. Hmm. That's a different podcast. <laughs> we get Robin going between cars, and she's blocked, and we get one of those. Now, children, I wasn't there, but Robin swears it happens like this. Mm-hmm. This is one of those, like, Lillian Marshall jumping out of the window. <laughs> right. That they swear this is how it happened. And she takes, uh, she does like a backwards gainer on the bike over the cars. Yeah, somehow backflipping through traffic. We're back at Stella's and Lily's trying to, <sighs> trying to help Stella come around, but. Saying that Marshall didn't like New York at first, but now he's. A true believer. Right. And then Marshall loses it. <laughs> he hates I, New York. I hate New York. <laughs> and it all comes down to he's too big for New York. The New York stores are cramped. He's like a big monster out coming out of the ocean to destroy bodegas. <laughs> he's too big for New York. He's too big for the subway. He's too big for doors. Everything was yeah. built when people were a lot shorter. <laughs> Barty goes, small city, big men, give it up. <laughs> Still trying to get a fist bump. Right. It's Marshall too... continues. Yeah. Go ahead. It's too noisy. The city never sleeps. He hasn't slept for eight years. He's tired with black and blue marks all over his arms. So he doesn't ever have to hold a cup if he moves to New Jersey. And then he looks at Lily and retracts it all. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know why I took it back. Ted tries to come to a compromise. They could live in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't play. <laughs> yeah, Stella just storms off. Yeah, this is a... I just can't with you. Mm-hmm. You know what, Ted? Live wherever you want. I do not care. And she leaves. And Barney goes, awkward silence. Tap it. <laughs> Trying to get another fist bump. Ted goes to see Stella upstairs. He bumps into Lucy, who's wondering why there was so much yelling. And then there's a sweet moment between him and Lucy. She wants him to read her to sleep. And as he's reading her to sleep, they've got Springsteen playing in the soundtrack mm-hmm. in this moment. It's cute. And then he goes downstairs and he hugs Stella, says, I'm moving here. 
New Jersey wins. Robin, we cut to the station. She gets there right on time, right as Brian's about to start the broadcast. She just shoves him aside on the chair, comes in, and says, good evening, New York. They cut back to Stella's. We see Barney notices they're watching her on TV, and his arm is at this point strapped to the ceiling so he doesn't have to hold it up anymore. And then there's a bad molar bear pun for Robin's story, so then she walks out again. She really is done this time. Uh, Barney suggests maybe they had something to do with that, and Lily thinks so too, so she gives him a fist bump. And he can finally put his arm down. And then he immediately ruins it by making a masturbation joke and trying to get a high five, and the whole thing starts over again. Right. So we end up at McLaren's. Marshall's wearing the Boston Terrier dog shirt. Oh, I didn't notice that. (laughs) Barney still has his arm in the air. And Robin comes in. She officially didn't get the job, but she did get offered another job as a foreign correspondent in Japan. So she's moving to Japan. As she says that, Barney lowers his arm back down. Yep. And the episode just ends. Where do you think I ranked this? 97. A little better than that. I ranked it 74. Okay. What's your favorite joke? Um, I think Lily's... If you bury me in New Jersey. I knew you were going to pick that one. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I should have said, let me guess what your favorite joke was, because <laughs> I knew it was going to be that. Mine is the reveal that Ted wrote Robin's speech. Oh, really? As he's mouthing it, yeah. Because it's it reminds me of other Ted speech moments, like where he says, where he's going in and, and as, as if he's Marshall to Arthur, Artillery Arthur and, mm-hmm. justice, sir. Right. And just his attempts to write speeches always just go so miserable. <laughs> What's your least favorite? Um, I'm actually going to go with the whole Barney fist bump thing. Like, mm. I, I get where they were going with it. I just didn't feel like it worked. You're right. It went on too long and didn't pay us back enough. But there were some lines in between that he gives that I, I really liked that went along with it. And we sort of established Barney as this, you know, challenge accepted that he won't quit until he wins kind right. of thing. And it's always, yeah, self-imposed challenges. So I, I see where they were going with it. It just didn't really work for me. I my least favorite was the gold medallion joke. Okay. Well, the next episode will be much much stronger. It's going to be intervention. Yay! It's going to be so good. Yeah, that's that's tends to be one of our favorites, and it's a huge leap in ranking above where I put this. Jen, you want to tell folks where they can write to us? We don't have an email this week. No, we don't. Okay. You can write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com, on Twitter at runklerecaps, on Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. Well, Jen and I just decided that we're going to go get bulldog t shirts made. <laughs> so we're going to go do that now. I have a bulldog t shirt. At Spendco. And we'll be back next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>